Stonegate Church, uh, welcome to another episode of Life Around Stonegate, Sunday Plus. We're just kind of putting them together for this month to highlight and talk about uh, the Follow Me Initiative, which really is uh, just all of our church coming together uh, for hopefully the next two years to just be incredibly open-handed and big-hearted to want to follow Jesus in all the ways uh, that he would ask. And so that's what we're unpacking on Sundays. And today for our episode, um, I am so excited. I have two of my favorite friends, uh, guys I've known for quite a few years now, and they uh, I just have so much admiration and respect for men who really love the Lord, uh, listen to the Lord, and want to follow Him. Uh, they've been inspirations to me in um, just trusting the Lord and hearing more from Him, and that's what we're going to talk about today. So Brandon Curran's with us, and then Travis Wyckoff, and uh, we're just going to have a conversation about what it means uh, to listen to the Lord. Uh, one of the things we're talking about in Follow Me is uh, encouraging all the people that call Stonegate Church home uh, to, to listen to the Lord. And uh, I don't know, maybe we could start off there, uh, but just maybe a moment or two in our lives where we have uh, learned to listen to the Lord and experience maybe where we have had to listen to the Lord. Uh, I feel like when we talk about this subject sometimes, it can sound a little bit more abstract or uh, esoteric. There's a fun word. That's a good SAT vocab word. Uh, then it should be. So we want to be really helpful and practical today. And as I said before, uh, Brandon and Travis are really models in this this space. So I can't think of better guys to have this conversation with. So maybe one of you guys can kick us off. Share a, a, a moment you've had uh, where you've listened to the Lord or where you felt like he's been calling you to do something and you want to step out and follow him. Yeah, there's. I, I think of two that, that come to mind that were really big moments for me. Uh, the first one happened in 2010, before I was walking in a in a way that would intentionally try to hear from the Lord. So I'm reading a book one night. I'm coaching college baseball at Dallas Baptist, and the Lord just broke through, like literal broke through. And I'm like, I think I'm supposed to get out of coaching. So long story short, get, you know, come on, uh, spend some time at, at Stonegate, and then uh, around 2016 is where. I would say I started to, to really to maybe come alive to the Holy Spirit. Yeah. John 14 and John 16 were really profound verses for me that, the, that, that uh, the Lord is speaking to us and he speaks through the Spirit. Um, and in 2017, no, I'm sorry. Yeah, 2017 yeah. had another profound moment where he told me to start a coaching business. Yeah. And it was really, really clear. So those are the two key ones that stick out to me. Yeah, it's been so uh, cool to have um, a seat to see some of those moments in your life. And I loved actually your willingness to trust the Lord, you know, cause there can be some fear inside of those moments. Cause oftentimes you're hearing from the Lord, he's calling you to do something before you have clarity of how that's all gonna play out. Yeah, and I think, isn't that what faith is? <laughs> yeah. I mean, it wouldn't be faith if it's like, hey Lord, give me steps one through a hundred and we're good. Mm -hmm. And he's like, no, I'll give you <laughs> step one. Will you obey? Yeah, now walk. Yeah. Yeah, move, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Yeah, similarly, I think about, uh, it was probably 2011, and even at the time, I wouldn't have been able to tell you that I was hearing from the Lord. Now, looking back, it's so clear of, like, that was the Holy Spirit speaking. And I think that's important that over time you learn to recognize mm. the voice of the Holy Spirit. Uh, but I remember I was walking in my neighborhood. I was listening to a John Piper podcast, and he said, if you want more affections for the Lord, just ask him. And at the time, uh, I was at Stonegate. Uh, wanted to pursue the Lord, wasn't really into disciplines, reading my Bible, things like that, but I was super into sermons, Tim Keller, John Piper, Matt Chandler, Rodney Hobbs, people like that. And uh, I remember I just turned off the podcast and I just, 
ask the Lord, like, I want to have more affections for you. And I immediately had the thought, uh, you want to know me more, but you don't read my word. Mm. And uh, now looking back, it's like that was totally the Holy Spirit speaking uh, and asking me, are you willing to take a step? And I do remember, I didn't know that it was the Holy Spirit. I just went home and opened up to Genesis 1-1 and just started reading. Uh, <laughs> it's but a good place to start. It was a good place to yeah. start. Uh, yeah. But the fruit of that mm. has been tremendous. And then fast forward to you know 2020. And uh, at that point, just like Travis, in fact, we had kind of gone down this road together of exploring what is the role of the Holy Spirit in our lives. Um, Rodney calls and asks me if I would consider leaving coaching. I was coaching also at the time uh, to come on staff at Stonegate and lead the group's ministry. And uh, I remember just sitting still with the Lord in my dining room and asking him, Lord, what do you want me to know about this opportunity? And over the course of days, the Lord made it really clear that like, yeah, you're supposed to lay down your career and come do this. Yeah. Yeah. And those moments, they, uh, they are scary. And there's usually mm-hmm. a cost too, and we don't know the trajectory. Even just that one small step of obedience sometimes puts us on, mm-hmm. and all the things downstream of that. You know, for me, a pivotal moment was uh, it was the like 2013 year of my life, and there was just so much. Uh, I went through a major church messy situation. Was living up in Seattle at the time. Uh, just about as bad as it could get. Church collapses, falls apart. And uh, I wanted nothing more than to just get as far away from Seattle as I could. Just wanted to leave. Uh, everything in me was just, I was done. And uh, I was trying to force that into existence and had opportunities to go elsewhere and all of that. And I just felt um, haunting is usually the way I, I used to describe it. And it's, it's, it is interesting. C.S. Lewis speaks um, in a very similar way at times of the Holy Spirit. He calls him the hound of heaven. Mm-hmm. And I remember that being very much the nature of it. Crystal and I were flying back from a place. They'd offered us a job and I was like, great, this is, I just want to heal up and get out of, uh, of out of this area. Mm-hmm. And just feeling an absolute uh, impression and haunting that I was supposed to stay in Seattle and plant a church. Mm-hmm. And uh, same thing, just had no idea of what that meant or what that was going to look like or all that entailed. I just, I knew that's what obedience was mm-hmm. with no other uh, information or clarity on the other side of it. Well, I think it's interesting as how the Lord speaks to us because um, several times in my life, it's been like a thought that has lit up on my mind that I know did not originate with me. Mm-hmm. Like I just, you just had it. I just knew that I knew. And other times he slowly, maybe like your situation, leaving Mm -hmm. coaching, coming on staff, you present him, Lord, what do you want me to do? And he just kind of slowly starts moving your heart towards that direction. Or Mm -hmm. maybe you didn't hear anything. You just, there's just a sense of him moving you or keeping you in in that example. So it is really interesting how the Lord shows up differently to each of us at different times in our our life. That's one thing Mm -hmm. that I have learned is I thought, oh, he's always going to speak to me this way. And there's multiple ways he's shown up to me. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's a great point. Um, And it really does. Like when you talk about an intimate personal relationship with the Lord, uh, if you are sitting and you are asking the Lord questions and you are asking the Lord, like, what do you want me to know about this job? And you are uh, then being still and thinking about it and asking the Lord, waiting on him to answer, uh, then you kind of move throughout your day, even if you don't get an immediate thought or an immediate impression, or a, a sense of what am I supposed to do, there is an expectancy that the Lord the Lord is going to answer. And so it can be through uh, an impression or just a feeling that you have. It can be through a thought. Uh, it can be through another person. They'll say something, and all of a sudden, like, you're waiting. You, you, you know you've asked the Lord this question, and someone says something, and you're like, 
I think that might have been a Holy Spirit moment right there. Could be through a circumstance. The yeah. Lord brings something to about, mm-hmm. brings something about. There's just a lot of ways that He will speak and answer. Yeah, and there's such joy in obeying that. And it's it comes down to even the small things. Uh, was that last night? I, I was just thanking the Lord for my life, uh, and I just decided to text people that the Lord was laying on my heart. Now, a lot of folks. Did you get one? <laughs> I did actually. I did. Yeah, so, <laughs> I'm the one that didn't get one. You make a move, Travis. You <laughs> Dang make it. That's gonna be a really good. He's joke. got you to so, <laughs> But I brought that because <laughs> Brandon was part of that list, and I just thought about that. I'm like, is that the Lord? Well, yeah. It it felt like it. I mean, I'm just sitting there praying. I'm practicing gratitude. I'm thanking the Lord for the life He's giving me, counting blessings, and. Those are all the things that the Lord is bringing to my mind. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And uh, the Holy Spirit lives and dwells within me. So why would I want to discount that or to not consider that as being part of the Lord speaking to me in a significant way? Mm-hmm. I, I told Brandon, I've, I've, bef- before I was aware and intentionally trying to, trying to pursue and, and you know, uh, make the presence of God a primary focus of, of my days, that... Um, he would still break in and speak. I just took the credit for it. Mm-hmm. Like there, I just know there's there was times where I would make a decision or I'd have a thought or I would whatever, and I wouldn't give credit to where credit was That's due. Good. I would just pat myself on the back. How wise am I? How smart am I? And I'm I'm just learning that I'm not very smart, mm-hmm. and I'm not trying to be all super humble. I'm not very smart, yeah. and the spirit's really faithful and really cool. Yeah. And it's just yeah. it's so powerful when he just starts moving and speaking. That's pretty mm-hmm. convicting what you're saying, because you're right. I think in our modern minds, we can easily uh, attribute it to something else. And why don't we attribute more to God? Mm-hmm. Like same thing. I'm just in meeting. I'm, in, you know, we're making plans. We're having ideas and all that. And my default setting is to attribute all those ideas or plans to myself. Totally. Yeah. Rather than to attribute. I think that's a, such a good point. I think to to locate it maybe in being a glory thief or to have glory hunger or whatever that is, rather than to yeah. just admit I'm I'm needy and yeah. I do need the Lord to speak to me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. And I do think there is a there is a cost uh, that comes with uh, wanting to hear from the Lord, wanting to to follow Jesus. It's like you have to surrender your agenda. And the incredible thing is just like that, all of a sudden, like when you are surrendered and it's like, Lord, I want your will to be done and you're asking questions and you're listening, uh, you get to see the Lord working. Like you get to actually, like it's it's not my skill, it's not my ideas, it's, it's the Lord working. And I, I tell this story often, I was coaching for 20 years at the college level, trying to share my faith with student athletes and saw no one, zero, not a single player come to faith in Christ, not a single one. And, uh, in one year, starting the day, being surrendered to the Lord, Lord, whatever whatever you want, whether that's we win a championship or we lose every single game, I just want to see these kids come to know you and praying for that and asking that and then being still with the Lord and asking him, what do you want me to know today? What do you want me to do today? And then just doing those things, whatever, whatever thoughts come to mind, just walking out in faith and just doing them. Uh, I saw a whole team come to faith or rededicate their life to the Lord or commit their lives to vocational ministry. I saw a guy get physically healed. I got a word of knowledge about a player that was struggling in sin. I'd never experienced any of that. And the great thing was I couldn't take credit for any of it. Yeah. It was like clearly the Lord is working because I'm not that good. <laughs> I mean, we have 20, 20 years, years of evidence for that. <laughs> yeah. 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 
Well, let me um, let me narrow in the conversation a little bit, and uh, we can continue to apply it uh, where the Lord has our church right now. So, follow me really is an initiative where uh, we want everyone to just have big uh, open hands to saying, "Lord, I, I want to hear from you, and then I want to follow." Like as simple as that, like boiling down what it means to be a disciple is like I'm willing to follow where Jesus asks me to go. Not just have the right information or the right head knowledge, but actually I want to have a heart posture that's willing to trust and follow the Lord. And so one of the things we are encouraging everyone in our church to do is to listen to the Lord. A listen to the Lord in what's the step or the area he wants you to follow. For a lot of us, that will be in the area of uh, radical generosity, as we've been talking about, but it can be so many other areas in addition to that. Uh, but... How about we try and give uh, just some some concrete ways, some practical ways that we would encourage people around Stonegate uh, if they're not familiar with positioning themselves or creating space to listen to the Lord? What does that look like for you guys from a, a discipline standpoint? Yeah, well, first I think, uh, and, and Brandon mentioned it, reading the Bible, it's 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 the primary way God speaks to us, so that we're we're you know meditating on Scripture, we're we're um, intaking Scripture. Um, and then, and then for me, um, kind of my my routine is I'm I'm going to just get before the Lord in the mornings. I'm going to say, Lord, what do you, what's on your heart? What do you what do you want me to know today? What do you what do you what might you want to show me today? And it's amazing how often I hear just simply, I love you. Mm-hmm. And it's like, oh, I need to hear that today. Mm-hmm. So um, and then yeah, and then I, so I'm going to get up. And I'm going to hear from the Lord. I'm going to just have a sense of what He might be speaking to me. I'm going to spend time in the Scriptures. I'm going to spend time meditating and trying to, trying to, um, again, just hear hear from Him through the Scriptures. And then for me, the biggest thing is um, as I'm asking Him. So one of the things, obviously, me and, and my wife are asking is, Lord, what does radical generosity look like for 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 us in this season? And I don't, ha- I haven't had any like you know, aha moments. Yeah. And I'm just continuing to ask, I think Brandon, you mentioned just continuing to walk, continuing to, to take time and intentionally ask him and be ready. I journal a lot. Mm-hmm. And then as I'm going through the day, is there something that is, that he's maybe speaking through you guys or someone else that is going to give me more and more clarity on what radical generosity looks like for us. But the foundation is God's word that says we are to you know all all the verses we've been been talking about uh, about it's it's his we are we are managers of his money it starts there and then I'm trying to ask specifically okay I know that you're asking me to be a money manager what does that specifically look like in in our life and that's where I think I have grown the most is like you know it, it the the Bible will say um, we are to lay our lives down for our wives mm-hmm. well okay cool what's that look like on Monday evening. Like, Lord, what do you want me to know about my wife Take today? Take out the trash. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah. 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 What, what would you add? I mean, what are some ways that you're, you're, you would encourage someone to listen to the Lord if that feels new or unfamiliar for them? Um, the discipline that, uh, that I stepped into the most uh, was silence and solitude. Uh, when we started walking down this road, I say we because we could just start walking down this road together. Um, but just being still with the Lord uh, with no input and just wanting to be in his presence. Uh, I think for so long, I just did not live in the reality of the presence of God. I mean, I knew it factually. I knew it, we'd say we have the Holy Spirit. But over the course of time, living in that reality by taking time out of your day to just sit with the Lord, uh, I think is a really fruitful practice for me. And um, 
in some ways for me, it just it helps combat uh, doubt when I have doubts. Um, it's it is the behavior of a son of God, and so uh, just just sitting there, being still with the Lord, living in the reality of that. And of course, when you do that, your mind can wander a million different directions. Mm-hmm. And I do think it's been really helpful uh, that in those moments, what you want is the presence of God. You just you want to be in the presence of God. So as my mind goes to a to do list or distraction or whatever it is. Uh, Lord, I just want to be in your presence. I just say that to the Lord and and try to bring it back. Lord, I just want to be in your presence. And that's been a super helpful practice, just living in the reality of the presence of God. We say that that is what is true, uh, but we often don't live like it. Uh, I think another one is asking the Lord questions uh, like, uh, Lord, what do you want me to know today? And so often, you are my son. Uh, with you, I am well pleased. I love you. Just different things like that come to mind. And those are true. And those align with scripture. And that is the Holy Spirit speaking to us. Uh, But so often we pray and our prayer is we're asking the Lord for things. We're asking to meet us in our agenda. We're asking him to give us things or do things for us. Which is good. It's good. It's just uh, there's so much more. And so it's like asking the Lord something and then just sitting and waiting. Uh, for him to answer, uh, I think is is also an important discipline. And as it pertains to follow me, um, I mean, I was asking the Lord about what does radical generosity look like? And um, the idea just keeps coming to mind. I used to be uh, extremely OCD on a budget. Like I knew every dollar in, every dollar out. Uh, I had it on a spreadsheet every month for, you know, 11 years. Uh, and then when I moved away and went out to East Texas, you kind of get into the rhythm of like, you know what you spend, you know what you make, you just kind of know it. And I just wasn't as disciplined with it. And so now we're in a season of what does radical generosity look like? And I just feel like the spirit prompting, you need to make a budget so you know where you are and what you can give. And uh, that's a step of obedience. It's a good step. Yeah. Even so if that's, that's where you're, you're at. Yeah. yeah. And so that's... I did it on uh, Saturday. <laughs> no one would usually think of making a budget yeah. as a spiritual activity, but I love the connection you're drawing between those two of seeing how that is spiritual. Yeah. If that is what the step, if that's what you're hearing from the Lord as obedience and you're willing to step into mm-hmm. that. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. yeah. It is interesting for me, probably about 2018, 2019 as well, just took a massive step into the uh, world of silence and solitude. Um, and, and it is funny. I remember Richard Foster reading something he read of like, at first when you are, um, you're very unconditioned towards silence and solitude. We live in a very loud, distracted, busy, chaotic, reactive world where he, he called it, uh, it's like having a monkey in a banana tree. Your mind is just, it's chaotic. It's going nuts. There's just, mm-hmm. and I think for a lot of folks that feels demoralizing mm-hmm. or they feel like now they're failing at something else. So it feels like another thing. Of uh, I was told to try silence and solitude, and that didn't work. Mm-hmm. Uh, what would you say to folks is maybe they're pressing into something like silence and solitude uh, for the first couple times? Yeah, it it definitely feels like you're not producing anything. Like reading the Bible, it's like you're 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 gaining ground. You can you're, underline stuff. Yes, yeah, you can. Hide, yep. Yeah. Um, I don't know if I have anything profound other than to hang in there and um, one of one of my prayers um, as I get before the Lord in the morning and I'm asking him what do you want me to know what do you want me to do and I've been I've been adding to the end of that and if you just want to hang out with me and not speak to me I'm cool with that too mm-hmm. 
and I'm just trying to sit and, you know, my mind will start to wander and I'll uh, occasionally just bring it back with, I, I think some people, maybe the Desert Fathers or someone called mm-hmm. One Breath Prayers where you're just like, you know, God, you're so gracious to me and just kind of bring it back to a focus on, on him. Yeah. Um, and then it'll wander off a little bit there and then I'll come back. And so I think that's been my rhythm is the more I practice it, the better I am. I still you know, wander off a lot, but I think the, the, the practice of silence and solitude, I've been reading a lot of the desert fathers mm-hmm. and man, they are, they are radically about silence and solitude. Yes. And, um, it's really encouraging to me and it doesn't feel like you're producing anything. Mm-hmm. It doesn't feel like you're gaining any ground or anything, but man, I've just sensed the Lord's presence really near to me in those moments. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and there is something really sweet about just being with the Lord, yeah. you know, it's so that the goal is to just be with him. Uh, not that you would get something from him or hear something from him, but just being with. And um, it's funny, and it sounds really simplistic, but if it's a struggle, uh, and at times it is, I think, for everybody, uh, you just ask him to help you. Mm. Yeah. Like, Lord, please, just just help me. I just want to sit with you. And he wants he wants to give us that gift. I think so. You know, And so yeah. just ask him for help. Another thing that I think is helpful is a confession during uh, just times of being with the Lord uh, and wanting to hear from him. I, so much of, of just internal transformation, I think, happens in silence and stillness and being with the Lord. And uh, realizing, I know in coaching it was especially huge, uh, I know that God is sovereign. And I know that he is in control of my career and my life. Uh, and so I can rest. And I, I, I can know that he is great for me. But as we're about to play a big game, why am I so anxious? Why am I so worried? Why am I so stressed out? And so I think uh, in those moments, taking that to the Lord, number one, recognizing what I am feeling does not appear to be in line with what I say I believe. And then just telling the Lord, Father, I feel really anxious. I feel really stressed. I don't want to feel this way. So I'm either not really believing something about you that is true, or I'm not really believing something about myself that is true. And so I'm just asking you to show me my heart. And I feel like in those moments, uh, he does start revealing, you know, just lies that you're believing about him or about yourself. And then that allows you then to to ignore those lies and walk in truth. And that's been... I think really transformative. I love what you're saying. You'll you'll know this. Uh, every once in a while, I'll start a meeting just that I'm in with that question of uh, where are you? Because mm-hmm. I, I it's it's a question from Genesis three that the Lord asks, uh, and He's not confused or or truly trying to figure out where Adam and Eve are, mm-hmm. but He's trying to help them locate themselves. Like mm-hmm. where are you now that you've broken relationship with me? Where mm-hmm. are you? Yeah. And uh, every once in a while, I find for me it when I'm showing up to meet with God, first figuring out where am I. And I like what you're saying. I think confession is that activity of doing that. Like, well, here, here's why I'm distracted. I'm afraid. I'm nervous. Um, I feel selfish, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. And when I can locate those things and identify that's where I am and then hand them to the Lord, it's almost like the, uh, the soot in a jar that's been shaken up. It's allowing it to settle mm-hmm. yeah. so that I can actually have some peace um, rather than just feel like those moments are uh, uh, another thing that I'm failing at. I'm not yeah. even doing silence and solitude right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> one one of the uh, I'm going to throw this in. One of the things that I heard a guy talking about this is really really uh, impactful for me is oftentimes we will live our life as normal and then we're going to we're going to have this moment of silence and solitude and it's like driving a car going 100 into a brick wall. 
And so what I have tried to do, and I fail at this so consistently, I'm almost, I probably shouldn't even share this. <laughs> <laughs> but what I've, I, what I've tried to do is lower the volume in my life in general. So when I do come into the moment of si silence and solitude in the mornings, or in the evenings that I'm not a car going a hundred driving into a brick wall. It's, yeah. it's almost like we're setting ourselves up for failure yeah. because we're just living at this pace that is unsustainable and we have something in our face almost the whole day. Right. And then all of a sudden it's like, now I'm going to go spend some time with the Lord. And it's like, yeah. bro, you've got no, like, I, 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 I mean, I feel it so often where you're internally just so sped up. Mm -hmm. So that's one, yeah. one thing that's really helped me. Yeah. yeah, it's an interesting observation of like, although I don't know if you could qualify, maybe you could make a biblical argument that there is a pace that might be sinful. I don't know if I can make that, but I can confidently say I think there's a pace that's incongruent with communing with God. Mm -hmm. For sure. So I do think you are highlighting something that just is true. Like if you are running too fast and then trying to commune with the Lord, those things seem to be incompatible. Mm -hmm. No doubt. So Yeah. 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 Uh, one last year I want to hit on and then we'll wrap up. Um, what's the role of a really great community in your life? People that know you well, love mm -hmm. you well, uh, in hearing from the Lord. Yeah. Do you want to hear from the former groups pastor or the current groups pastor? <laughs> <laughs> go with, go with you. <laughs> uh, well, I, you know, we, we have the Holy Spirit in us and we still wrestle against the flesh. And so there does have to be a spirit of discernment. Uh, and am I hearing from the Lord or is this just just me, you know? And uh, so I think what Travis already said, one thing that's crucially important, uh, my journey in hearing from the Lord started with getting into his word. Uh, if you know the word of God, then when you hear the voice of God, it's always going to accord with the word of God. Mm -hmm. And so it gives you that discernment. So you have the word uh, and then you have community who also knows the word of God and knows you that can then uh, listen to what you feel like the Lord is prompting you, speaking to you, and correct you if you need correction, or encourage and affirm where they see, yeah, I think you're walking in the truth right there. Yeah, I agree. Anything you'd add to that? Yeah, I think I think communities great guardrails when you're sharing in community. They just, yeah, um, just to be able to share, have them pray into it. Mm -hmm. I mean, you know, if, 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 if you have a sense that the Lord's telling you to, send an encouraging text to somebody you probably don't need to get that before community right yeah. fire off the text <laughs> but i think there are some of those moments where you're like i need to get this in front of some people that that know me and that are also seeking the lord and just maybe allow them to speak into it so yeah i don't yeah. think i have any anything no I, I think that is so practically helpful because um those are also people that are filled with the holy spirit yeah so it's mm -hmm. like when they talk there's a good chance you're going to hear from the Lord. Yeah. Right? So, you know, even in follow me, like some of these moments, if you're going, I'm not sure where I'm supposed to follow, or I'm not sure if there's something I'm being close handed about. And if there's people that the Lord's given you the gift of people that have known you for years, have been around you, they might have something to say yeah. that could be a good step of obedience for you. To, or if you're even wrestling, there's an inner resistance or uh, just uh, some hang up you have around an area of obedience or it could be in generosity, forgiveness, whatever category. Mm -hmm. And the, the folks in your group can help speak truth to you. That's a, that's a great gift. I know for me too, just, uh, it was helpful for me to walk this journey with Travis mm -hmm. to have somebody else that was going down the same road, 
to encourage one another, to bounce questions off of, to share stories with. I mean, it's am, it's been a lot of fun. Am I crazy? Oh, I ask that question so many Dude, times, all the time, <laughs> <laughs> so many times. So I think I think that's a huge part of it, and that's the Lord gives us community for encouragement, to give us courage to walk into those spaces. Uh, I remember one time where. I got for the first time like a word of knowledge about hidden sin about one of our players and I was scared to death. It's like is this real? Is this is this me or is this like really from the Lord and I ended up consulting with him and being like, "Man, I feel like I'm hearing this." And it was like I could see maybe some evidence for that like in great humility I could approach him about it and I did. And uh when I talked to him about it it was like, "Hey man, I might be wrong about this, but I was I feel like the Holy Spirit was stirring that you might be struggling in this particular area. And I remember as soon as I said it out loud, he just broke and started sobbing and was like, first his question was, how do you do that? How did you know that? Uh, but then the Lord had orchestrated some other people and events in his life that actually showed him that like the Lord saw him and the Lord was with him and that he could have freedom in this area. Uh, and it only took me just walking in courage from my brother to... Say it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's a good note for us to uh, wrap up on. Um, thank you guys. Yeah. Well, I always love this conversation. Yeah, so me too. Great. Yeah. So, feeling so encouraged and inspired. And, and it takes brothers and sisters who are walking the same road, pursuing the same things as you to sometimes uh, just encourage you. So, thanks for encouraging me this morning or the afternoon. Uh, and any way we can help you, uh, we want to be a church that does listen to the Lord, that yes. creates spaces and ways to do it. Another great tool I'll just throw out there really quick is the prayer of examine. Uh, we can even link to that. Uh, here on this podcast episode, but just uh, finding a way that we can create a pace and then uh, spaces in our life uh, to truly listen to the Lord. And any way we can help you find community or to listen to the Lord, uh, that's what a church is for. That's what we're here to do. So we love you guys and we'd love to help you take those steps. And anything you need from us, just reach out. Uh, We'd love to pray for you and support you in any way we can. Church, have a good day.